this is Leonard Kokel, and I am your first vice president on the board of directors. Uh, president Kerry Mew has asked me to facilitate this board meeting today. As, as a lot of you know, um, she went in, has been in a lot of treatment the last few weeks for, for cancer. And so I'm going to give her a day off today so she can be with us tomorrow and facilitate that. And, and also on Sunday, we hope. With that, I'd like to call this uh, meeting to order. And would Abby Prosper please uh, lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Please rise. She's not in the room yet. Uh-oh. Is she not here? No. No. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. You may be seated. Roll call of the board members, uh, Kathy. All right. So, President Gary Muff. Present. First She's Vice President Leonard Kopel. Here. Second Vice President Tanya Woman. Here. Secretary Kathy Trostrom. I am here. Treasurer Sue Schwab. Here. District One Rep Teresa Christian. Here. District Two Rep Michael Babcock. Present. And District Three Rep Mona Huntley. Present. And immediate past president James Edwards. I'm here. Thank you. Can we have the um... Yes, uh, present, please. Joshua Bowen. He's a member. Oh. And Castro. They're a member. Remember. I think she's having everybody here. Thank you, Wilson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jean-Marie Moore, Chris Maher, Bob Burke, Mary Lee Turner. Diane Biggs. Who's involved? Will Coyle. Larry Bacow. Stephen Brandon. Darian Satan. Connie Sims. That is everyone. Thank you, Connie. Everybody. As everyone. Hey, thank you all for attending. Nice attendance. Approval of the agenda. Do I hear a motion to accept accept the motion been made and seconded to approve the agenda as submitted? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Actually, um, this is for board members. So when we vote, it's board members only. Kathy uh, Trosper with secretary for the, the minutes of last October, right? 
No, it was July. It was July. Those were, I sent out an email saying that my computer lost documents. So I was not able to recover those after attempting to recover them for about a week. So I sent that out to the board on, um, I think, Wednesday or Thursday from the July board meeting. Okay. So, so we don't really have anything to accept right now, then, right? Correct. All right. Look at those later. Treasurer's report. Sue Swab? Yes. Okay. Just the treasurer, not the budget yet, right? Oh, right. Just, oh, here's my. Okay. I get Here, here's. Here. Just give Leonard his, let him keep that. And yeah. Pass that other one around. Does this one work? Yep. Okay. You might need to turn it on. You can hear me out there? Yeah. Okay. No. No? Has <laughs> a light on. Oh, it has to turn green. Okay, that's better. It has to turn green. <clears throat> okay, Treasurer's report. Um, as of September 30th, 2022, which be the end of the third quarter, our assets and liabilities at that time uh, showed our checkbook balance, $12,407.86. Our Chase money market is $170.60. Wedbush Morgan accounts um, are at $529,891.26. Um, our temporarily restricted endowment, permanently restricted endowment fund is at $367,151.01. Those with the endowment funds that permanently stay. Our temporarily restricted or designated convention support money carried over from last year is $21,694.82. Um, I won't be adjusting this account until after this convention to know what we actually will have used out of it for this year. Uh, profit loss statement as of September 30th. In, at that point, we had taken in convention registration income of $2,315. Our investment interest and dividends income to date, year to date, was $14,904.24. Our vehicle donation fundraising for the year was at $411.67. And other donations and other income. $1,373 totaling uh, total income of $19,003.91. Our board operating expenses, uh, expenses coming off at $4,532.41. Old program expenses, $7,733.99. Member support expenses were at $1,752.22, and the remaining general operating expenses, $1,373.46. So total expenses year to date were at $15,542.08. So we were showing that we're in the black as of September 30th, by $3,461.83. Um, however, our unrealized loss on our investments here today um, was stood at $72,800 for the year. Remember how turbulent this year has been. It's been up and down and up and down. And we still have three months at this point of uh, 
stock market to change. Um, this figure should not worry you at all because we've uh, overall, our broker said, uh, talked to me yesterday, and he said, overall, we are at a break even point since the inception of our investment fund that we had from 1998 clear back at that point. So we're still doing good. Um, and our bonds guarantee us an income of $16,000 each year. Um, I believe that's everything, unless anybody has questions on the board. Nope. So our income is $16,000 a year, you said? Pardon me? Okay, sorry. Oh, you're, you said our income is $16,000 a year? Yes. So wasn't it uh, several years ago, wasn't it 24000 a year? Didn't we use that, use that as a basis? basis? He, uh, here, I need the microphone again. <laughs> Thank you. Um, our um, investment broker, Greg Jacobson, said that our bonds bring us in a guaranteed income that will never change unless we sell those bonds of $16,000. However, the remaining interest in dividends, I believe at that point, brought us up to 24,000 on the average. All right. Now, um, the market is different now than it used to be back then. So I have a feeling that if we're to budget, we only count on 16,000. All right, that's answer my question. Any other questions? Thank, thank you, Sue, for the report. Uh, correspondence, our secretary, Kathy. And no correspondence. No correspondence. Um, announcements, do we have any announcements? Well, I'm just gonna throw one out here now. A question for everybody. You know what a hippo is and a zippo, yeah. What, you know the difference between a hippo and a zippo? <laughs> De Deb, no fair. <laughs> no, a, a, a hippo is, is really heavy. A zippo is a little lighter. <laughs> okay, Leonard. Any other announcements? We'll go on to. Um, we haven't been voting on it. We just because it's a report. Mr. Uh, Vice President, temporary president. Yes. Whatever we call you, um, Greg Jacobs. I had invited him to our membership meeting on Sunday. He was going to be here in person. He now has a funeral to go to that day. Um, but he said he will try and zoom in before we conclude at noon. So uh, I think James had a good question that he probably could ask Greg at that point, too. And any other questions, you come up with it. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Okay, district rep reports. District 1, uh, Teresa. Okay. Upside down is not in my face. Okay. 
Um, the Willamette chapter had a picnic in September at the Riverfront Park and did a 50, 50 raffle and kind of had fun with that. So I had a election in November and a Christmas party in December. And we're going to do something a little different and have it in the atrium of the building where they meet. So that way, other people in the senior center can come and jump in and they'll see other reviews. Pioneer chapter is continuing to meet just socially for lunch. And the Metro PBS chapter, we had our first in-person meeting in September. And we're going to continue in hybrid, which we've been doing for almost 10 years. Um, we switched our meetings from the second to the third Friday because we want to support and accommodate um, Portland Community College is now doing an audio description production with the Porter, and it's on the second Friday. So we're really disrupting our meetings and support that. So we just turned it up to the, to the third so we will also have elections in November. This is for in December. And that is it. Any questions? I have one. What is your question? So did, did the fellow from uh, Ben, did he attend your chapter meeting? No, he did not. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Teresa. District 2, Michael Babcock. I don't know if I need this. Anyways, uh, so District 2, Coos Bay uh, Southwestern Chapter has been meeting in person. Uh, we had our picnic in August. Uh, we are meeting at the Lucky Star on the second Saturday of the month. Elections are in November, and our Christmas party is in December. And we are attempting to use a hybrid solution for our members who cannot join in person. And uh, that seems to be working okay. And that's all my report, unless anyone has any questions. Okay. Hearing no questions. Thank you, Mike. Give me 25 seconds, Leonard, so I can get the computer hooked up so Mona can do her report. All right, Leonard, you can call for Mona's. Okay, District 3. Mona Huntley. Okay, thank you. Um, District 3, the Rogue Valley chapter, which meets in Grants Pass, uh, has gotten a number of new members, actually. Uh, we meet on the second Wednesday of every month at the Black Forest Restaurant in Grants Pass. Uh, we've had master gardeners came um, in August, I think, and put on a great program. They brought container gardens, they brought empty containers to show people how to make a container garden. Um, they brought herbs and flowers and uh, passed little bits of things around so we could learn how to identify things by smell and actually taught us how to do that without changing the odor of things. And then at the end of that meeting, they uh, raffled off all the containers that they brought that were all planted. And it was just real fun. Everybody had a good time. Um, and this month, um, actually the end of this month, a number of our people are going to go to the symphony and we're planning on doing that again in December. Uh, Klamath chapter is having their, actually, I think yesterday had their first in-person meeting. 
um, they're struggling and they're having their elections in November. And if they can't get officers, they are considering disbanding that group. Um, OAVL has been having their meetings on Zoom and Deb Kokel uh, facilitated the September meeting, which is about um, after dark, how we get around after dark. And we'll be doing the November meeting, which is going to be a follow-up on that after dark. And that's my report. Thank you, Mama. I, I, I neglected to mention and start, and we've done really well so far on uh, uh, all these reports. Try to limit yourself to about three minutes. So so far, there's no problem. So we'll go to um, commissioner reports. Oregon Commission for the Blind, Michael Babcock. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna try to make this quick. I did email the board a complete report uh, for the Oregon Commission for the Blind. Uh, commission services are being provided in person again. Um, and this week, the week of the, well, this coming week, the week of the 17th, the commissioners have, the commission is having a all staff in-person training for the week. It's the first one that they've had since prior to COVID. Um, there is now a new commissioner, RSA commissioner that was elected. He is in California, uh, does not, there's a expectation that he will not be taking seat until after the uh, election and the uh, upcoming uh, seating of all of the new uh, individuals in 2023. Uh, there was also some funds that were provided from SSA that allowed the commission the ability to purchase some lamps for uh, their clients. In addition, they were also able to purchase some trays and uh, the trays were used to be able to help uh, teach individuals in independent living centers uh, or for independent living skills with being able to organize items. Uh, and the last thing that I wanted to report is that the RSA uh, for the Randolph Shepard Act vendors is moving along and they have, are primarily focused on micro markets. So self-serve markets where you can go in and purchase the uh, food that you want as a consumer. And uh, most of this is automated. Um, lastly, they have had some issues with credit card machines on uh, the vending machines that are throughout the state. And this last week, one of the commissioner counselor or one of the counselors for the commission has went out and replaced 85 of those machines. So uh, at this time, that's all I have to report unless someone has any additional questions. Oh, one last thing. I do want to let the membership know that commissioner meetings are open to the public to attend. And if you are interested, then you can reach out to me and someone can provide my email address or anything if anyone wants to detail. So that's all I have, unless anyone has any questions. I have a question. Go ahead, James. I'm coming. Did I understand you to say that the RSA person is going to be on the commission board? Uh, I misspoke that. I'll just speak loudly so hopefully people can hear me. Uh, the RSA commissioner is not going to be on the board, but they're not going to be seated uh, on the federal level until 2023. But, so they're not going to be on the Oregon Commission for the board? Correct. Okay. 
Okay, Hull Foundation by Jane Marie Moore. So Hull Foundation and Learning Center has a new director, a new executive director named Monica Butler. And I think some of you know her because they, she brought you here today. And she's going to be here this weekend. Um, she's such a spectacular person, which you've already found out. She's willing to you know, help this convention. Classes we hold are on the ACB community line. We have a very strong relationship with ACB as a result of origin, frankly, which is great. And um, there are lots of projects happening right now. We just applied for a Lions International grant that um, was 98000 Dollars and we have to come up with 49,000 of it, and 25,000 of that can be from Lions, which is great. So, um, we are working on that. We're having a membership drive right now, and um, people that are already members, like us, we're lifetime members, so we get one raffle ticket, <laughs> and it's a on obligatory raffle, so if anyone wants to make a donation to make it bigger, <laughs> feel free. Um, there is um, the Monster Mash on the 24th through the 27th, which walking in spider webs by accident doesn't interfere with me, so I won't be there. <laughs> the cat has a lot of fun with it. It's, it's a really popular event for a lot of people. Um, but I have little brothers, so anyway. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else can I tell you? There's more stuff in the report I wrote. Oh, um, December 13th through 16th is a holiday gathering where people will be um, will people will be able to make crafts and hang out and have fun. Um, sorry. Um, I guess that's it. Sorry for being so scattered. I know that I think that's the only thing. And, and then there will, there's always stuff in the summer. We have the high adventure, the moderate adventure. Um, and now if there are any questions, I'll do my best to answer them. Yes. This is Barry Lee. May I add something? Please. Okay. Yeah, right over this mic. Thank you. I'm not fighting. Hi, guys. Thank you. Hi, this is Mary Lee Turner, and I want to uh, also let you know that the on November 9, 10, and 11 will be a Introduction to Living with Sight Loss seminar. 
and it will be in person at the Hull Foundation and Learning Center. And this is, it says introduction, but what it also means, it's not for somebody, not only for people who just recently lost their sight, but those of us who have an awakening as to more things that you'd like to learn and do and try. So we'd love to have you come to that. Um, and we we did a advanced living with sight loss seminar in September. We had 10 participants and um, they all had a fabulous time. So um, please do consider what we're up to with the whole foundation, because it's absolutely here for, for those of us who are consumers of sight loss. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, ladies. Another question. Another question? Yes. Um, Larry, would you mind repeating the date? We had someone in our uh, vicinity who needs it. Okay, it's Wednesday, November 9th, starting at 9 a.m., going through Thursday into Friday, November 11th, until 3 p.m. Thank you. One more question. Is there transportation provided? Absolutely. From, from specific places. We need trains and boats and planes <laughs> and buses and maxes. And uh, so if you're if you're interested, please give us a call at register. Okay, moving on to talking books and Braille library services. Deb Kokel. I'm going to have to sit. I need to read my Braille report. So, um, so my That's okay. So, the September 29th advisory council meeting was canceled, and it was to deal with um, a development. Um, a fund development proposal by Cam Annabelle, but Cam has left. So unfortunately, she was unable to prepare the report before she left. So that meeting was canceled. This past April, our Talking with the Braille Library was approached with the idea of being designated as the Oregon Center of the Book. We accepted the, the proposal, making our library the first ever NLS network library to receive that designation yes indeed um so an article was written and published recently so if you want more information you can see sit lit check out the library's website in june the national rail service debuted their book on demand project which allows active nls users within oregon and that means anyone who is registered with the library to request and receive one hard copy Braille title per month for their personal use. And they get to keep that book. And I am so excited about that. Doesn't matter how many volumes it is either. You're stuck with the whole thing. Right. <laughs> this project continues the Braille Learners modernization efforts at NLS, which also includes the Braille e-reader pilot, which I am excited to find out about. Our Oregon Interest Narration Volunteers 
have been working hard so far over the past year. We've completed four books with ten. No, I'm sorry. We've completed four books with two more currently in process. So we've updated and recorded over. No, I'm sorry. I'm starting over. We also updated 20 plus books that have been reported over 10 years ago so they could be uploaded to BARD. That means in the past year, we have added da, 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 27 books to BARD. That's it to my report. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, Deb. Any questions? Uh, this is Michael. I just have a quick comment and I'll just speak loudly so we don't need a microphone. Uh, if anyone here in attendance wants to take a look at the NLS uh, e-reader, I do have one here that we can uh, demonstrate for you. Uh, the, it is a pilot program, so you can reach out to NLS and they'll do their best to get you one. Uh, but again, if you want to put your hands on it and take a look at it, just find me this weekend and I'll let you take a look at it. Okay, stylus report. Teresa Christian. The next issue will be coming out shortly after the convention is over. Um, it's going to be short, please. So wait because the second one will be out shortly. Okay, thank you. We'll move on to committee reports now. And the first one will be bylaws from John Hamill. Am I actually the president of the bylaws committee? Yeah. yeah. You're the chairman. Surprise. <laughs> and nice we if with that we informed you already. <laughs> well, the, the bylaws committee has had work to do this year. As you may recall from our last um, we changed bylaw seven, which is the one that deals with uh, selecting the site for our upcoming convention. For many years, as the bylaw had read, we would choose our membership meeting the site for the convention for the next year. <clears throat> but the convention committee had been reporting for the last maybe five years that one year wasn't long enough if you wanted to have a good selection of available venues that we could afford. So if they asked for a bylaw change that would have us uh, choose the convention site two years in advance. So last year we put in a bylaw change that allowed us to choose two years for the venues. Um, one for 2022, which is here in, in uh, Springfield, and one for 2023, which is in Spain. So then we needed to change the bylaw back for this year so that we just choose one convention site for two years in advance and, and that uh, bylaw change is, is being on. We had a couple of uh, bylaw changes, changes that came up fairly late. Um, and um, James and Leonard and I talked those over. They had to do primarily with uh, special interest 
chapters and how they fit into our um, structure of districts. And the districts one, two, and three are set up to be geographically defined uh, districts, but the new special interest chapters um, are to a great extent um, electronically done, so they don't have a uh, any geographical basis. So the bylaw recommends that we establish a fourth district and put all the special interest um, chapters into that district so they, that there was no um, geographical requirement for where that fourth district representative So you will see that um, on Saturday, or on Sunday, sorry about that. And the last one had to do with the responsibilities of the secretary because we had a hard time finding the current bylaws uh, to update them. So um, there's a, an update to the secretary's duties uh, to um, publish the changes to the bylaws immediately after the convention. Any bylaw change that's been approved that you know, immediately published in the status. That concludes the immediate portion of the report, but the, I will add a comment that the bylaw committee found a lot of um, murkiness in our current constitution bylaws. So we are of the mind that we will continue to work over the coming years to, to uh, straighten up the the uh, Constitution and bylaws so that they're a little more manageable. After you my report, I'm going to take questions. Any questions? All right, we'll move on to Convention Support Task Force. Sue Swab. That's up here. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to find my report. Um, I had a written report here and I can't find it. Um, oh, here it is. Okay. Our convention task force was actually established in May of 2022. It's a fairly new um, response that we have here to the need of trying to increase the attendance to our current conventions. Um, we made it available to regular and lifetime members and associate members only, must be over 16 years old, um, must be a member in good standing, and that member in, in good standing definition is in our bylaws. Um, and there was some push and shove on kind of how to make that help that qualify for some of our people that I think we need to. Um, do a, a debrief after the convention that may help rewrite that a little bit. Um, and you must attend the Sunday membership meeting uh, and a roll call will be conducted. And this was part of making sure that everybody attends the full course of the convention if you're asking for the convention assistance. Um, we had, um, let's see, I didn't get a head count of how many people actually requested our convention assistance, but it is, I would say, two-thirds of our members. Um, and there was a problem that I ran across that we will uh, correct next year 
in um, the registration form, I need to find out who has uh, roommates. If you are a person who is asking for convention assistance and you're a member in good standing um, and you're rooming with a num another member who is requesting assistance, then each of you would have one night of lodging that would qualify for this assistance. Therefore, your two nights at the convention would be covered. Um, but the treasurer never hears that information. I didn't, I have no idea who he picked his roommate. And uh, therefore, at the checkout, we may have some questions that come up. I had to do a little bit of research in um, in speaking to each of the chapters and seeing if the chapter representatives, district reps, or um, secretaries, treasurer, whatever, um, if they knew how people had registered within their own chapter. So I think I've head, headed that off for this year, but we will have to discuss that and, and make sure that becomes part of our regular um, course in identifying who wants convention assistance and how they will be attending. I'll take it. I'll take somebody who needs assistance. <laughs> okay. Male so, or female? Um, yeah, communication will be a will be an important part for next year. Ahead of time, as we we sign up in the hotel. <laughs> okay. Um, did I cover it pretty good? I, I think okay. I think you did a good job, Sue. Okay, thank you. So we'll just let you continue here with the, the fun squad report. Uh -oh. Me? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what it says. I get to do fun squad? Am I introducing the members? I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure. That's just what the agenda says. Okay. Cassie agrees. She says I can do that. Okay. Our member um, is our fearless leader was uh, Carrie Moon. And uh, Cassie... As our secretary, she volunteered for way more things than I think she reasonably should have. We should be spreading the wealth, but we let her do it. So <laughs> um, I was, of course, on the committee. Um, we had uh, we had lettered, right? Were you on the fun squad? Nope. Oh, no. Oh, just, okay, at, just at the last, yeah. You were there in spirit. At the last. I was at there. the last. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had Michael because we needed some, some good um, tech support and make sure he had appropriate information he needed. We had Jean Marie who did a lot of uh, help here getting it established here in Springfield. Uh, Teresa, uh, Christian, and uh, yeah, Tyann, that's right, Tyann was on there. And uh, we had Desiree kind of in the beginning. Um, let's see. Is that everybody? I'm doing this off the top of my head. Yes, everyone. Okay. I was one of the volunteer minute takers a couple times. Yeah, yeah. The minute taker when, when Cassie was not. Yeah, yeah. Jean Marie's good at taking minutes. Okay. Is that everything? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like it. That's all you get from me. <laughs> we'll go to membership then for by, uh, be Cassie Trosper. Anyways, so membership, this is my first year's membership. Um, so I was very excited to get to take this on. Um, I like working with the membership. Um, so a couple of surprises coming tomorrow night at the banquet. Um, we are bringing back a couple, well, one of the awards and one of them is going to be a new 
award and we're giving out a special award um, tomorrow night. So that's going to be fun. Um, we also were able to get membership pins made um, for all of our members that are in attendance on Monday at the membership meeting. When we do roll call, we will also have someone coming around handing you an envelope that will have your membership pin in it. Um, I was also able to get membership cards made before um, I left for convention. Um, so if you don't aren't here to get your membership pin um, on Sunday, they are going to be mailed out to chapters as well as uh, membership cards for chapters. Um, they are grilled on one side and they are going to be able to get your name and chapter and date put on them. Um, we're looking at them as more of a long-term membership card. So they're a little bigger than your average like business card would be. Um, in lieu of that, so I will go ahead and mention one of the awards we're going to bring back. Um, it's not going to be brought back this year, but I want to be able to mention it to encourage the chapters through this next year. Um, we did have our ACB of Oregon Member Growth Award. Um, so we are going to be renaming that one to the Joan Hill Member Growth Award. So we will be bringing that back next year. So all of our chapters, I know um, Mona's chapter is working really hard towards that, um, that award. So we want to encourage everybody to get some new members. So next year we can be even bigger in Coos Bay and see who gets that member growth award. Um, and I think with that, that's all I have, unless there's questions. Okay, thank you. Chair. Uh, James. Yeah, I have a question. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, in this in regards to the membership award, does anybody in this room have any idea what happened to our original membership award? But it, it somehow got misplaced by somebody, and we have no idea where it is. It's nice to have that back to the the record from way back in about 1972. So, is that the one that has a little subsidiary plan? It is. Kind of change it was Okay, James, well, you got the microphone. Uh, nominations, please. Oh, I don't have Oh, Yeah. So, so nominations for district rep this year. District one. Teresa Christian, District 2, Michael Babcock, and District 3, Mona Hunty. These are the three incumbents that are already seated. So unless there's other nominations, they will have to be submitted at, at the meeting, membership meeting from Florida. Thank you. All right. Thanks, James. Let's have some nominations here now, Sunday, when we have our business meeting. Uh, pedestrian safety. Darian or uh, Mary Turner, whichever. Darian, are you here? Yes. Okay. Darian has written a great report for us. And uh, it's wonderful to co chair with her. She really is so consistent if we follow through doing the stuff that I'm not very good at. But um, I'll just tell you, so I don't know who is who has gotten that report yet. Everyone on the board and you. Okay, great. Everyone on the board has gotten it. Um, what? It did actually, on the membership list. Actually, actually, we're requesting these reports so that the general membership that's here 
can hear what's going on. So that's why we're not going just by the written reports. Okay, great. Well, I will, I'll just, uh, since I have the microphone, I'll tell you that we, we basically meet, we meeting the Pedestrian Safety Action Coalition, which is an ad hoc committee put together by uh, consumers, wine consumers and cohorts throughout the state, primarily in Portland, but throughout the state, uh, to promote pedestrian safety for folks experiencing sight loss and blindness. And uh, so we are, we've done a number of things throughout uh, a number of events in the last couple of years, typically around October 15th, which is National White Cane Safety Day. And uh, since we're here in Springfield, um, thanks to Jean Marie's organization, we will be doing a, um, a walk tomorrow um, at 1.30 to 3, uh, based at the Springfield Library. So we'll be getting rides from God knows who. If you see me behind the, the wheel, don't get in. <laughs> and um, the whole idea of White Team Safety Day is to promote education and awareness of the importance of um, the use the use of white canes and guide dogs, uh, or is it dog guides? I don't know what's appropriate. That's not where you go, um, and whether or not you're dyslexic or not. And um, so we we would love to have all of you come and join us. We will have lions joining us, and I don't know about other folks. Um, I've called a few friends and invited them to come. And then uh, in, um, what is it, 10 days, on the 23rd of October, next Sunday. right next Sunday, we are going to have an event based out at the Hall Foundation and Learning Center. It will be, it's a three-mile walk. We're calling it a walk in the park. And it will be uh, promoting white cane safety and education about diabetes. Because diabetes is the largest cause of adult of uh, blindness for young adults, and lions are uh, very committed to promoting diabetic education. So it's going to be a fun time and a very interactive. We have a three-mile walk planned, and we have um, we'll have different vendors and groups there through, uh, along the walkway so that you can talk and stop and get ideas and information. So um, we typically, the Pedestrian Safety Action Coalition meets monthly, annually, at least it has in the last like five years, uh, from March through uh, November, uh, so that we can promote white cane safety. We have a lot of support from uh, the Portland Bureau of Transportation and the Oregon Bureau of Transportation. So. Um, and thank you to those of you throughout the state who have joined in and made White King Safety Day be every day. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mary Lee. Good report. I have one question. Okay. With your permission, let Jerry go because I got my question. Go ahead, Jerry. So, um, Mary Lee, you had me correct the report to say it was a six. Well, my lie. 
Well, okay. Uh, my report is incorrect because I updated it to say six miles, only three miles. And I just wanted to say that we did get a um, proclamation from the governor for White Plains Safety Day, and I sent it to the board. And I also brought two, uh, they sent me two print copies, so I brought them with me, so I was going to give them to whoever, Mary Lee and whoever should get it. And um, we we have um, gradually grown our, our ad hoc committee every year, adding um, people from independent living centers and other departments of transportation around the state. And we would really encourage you guys to um, see if you can get proclamations in your own cities um, for White Can Safety Day. We, we can send the proclamation to people so you can edit it um, for your city. <laughs> I um I would choose um if uh and I wish to participate in that walk on Sunday. Do you know what transportation is provided from Salem? There is not. The whole foundation will be providing transportation from one place in Portland that is available on the blue line maps. Uh, it's the end of the line. And if you uh, and it will it will pick up there at 12 noon and return you there by uh, by four o'clock. And you must call and make a reservation to call the Home Foundation and Learning Center because the bus has limited space. And it's ten dollars. That was my question. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot that. It's ten dollars per person. And uh, five dollars for kids under one year or something. Okay, we need to move on here. Michael, how did you get a title like this? Public relations media website. I don't know, I don't deserve that title. <laughs> uh, thank you. So uh, I, I'm just going to make it quick. Uh, we have a website, acboforegon.org. Seems to be uh, working fairly well. Uh, hopefully people were able to get registered for the convention with the website. Who wanted to get registered with the convention on the website? Uh, we can take donations. And if you are curious about anything that's going on during the convention, you can head to acboforegon.org slash 2022 or 22 convention is what I put. Uh, and that's really a, a quick overview of everything. So I just got a question. Go ahead. I'll just yell loudly so you don't have to bring back my I just have a point of information as a totally blind individual. I did not know this. Um, still always on her registration has underlines after everything. And I used to um, erase them, but I found out from a sighted assistant who this time filled my thing out on the computer, though we printed it, sent it. Um, that you're, it's okay to just write right where those underlines are. I didn't know that. I thought you had to remove that. So I just uh, thought I would feed you that information because, well, at this age, it came to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Mary Lee Turner again. And, uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm swallowing a candy. My bag is almost gone. <laughs> is there, uh, I understand that our parts of our convention are going to be on ACB Media? Yeah, so uh, if you go to the homepage at ACB, uh, ACB of Oregon, couldn't remember it for a moment, uh, right there, there's a heading if you use heading navigation, and the first heading on the page now says 2022 convention, and if you down arrow from there, there's a link that will allow you to click the button, and there's the player right there from ACB Media. I stole it from their webpage and put it on ours. What? It's ACB Media 8. Eight. Eight. Thank you. Yep. All right. Unfinished business. I don't have any unfinished business. Anybody know of any? Um, New business. Someone asked about gerrymandering. We're, we're going to learn much more about that tomorrow morning, everyone. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, at the beginning, I didn't make an announcement. Uh, that Carrie wanted me to make, uh, that she's in a lot of uh, treatments right now for for cancer. And, and she wanted to take off today so she'd be more able to do the, the convention tomorrow and on Sunday <laughs> business meeting. So she asked me to facilitate this uh, meeting so that a uh, little less exposure, her immune system's down. And she really appreciates everyone's support. Yes. Uh, and, and Carrie, we want you to know that our prayers are with you. And God Thank bless you. you. And Mike, can you guys hear me in the room? Give me no. 20 seconds, Carrie. Okay. You're live, Carrie. I'm good to go. Yay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm so excited that everybody is here in person and those joining us virtually. And um, I, I really had hoped to be in there and giving everybody hugs and I will be floating in and out. And I appreciate everybody just being respectful and distance and know I'm giving you hugs virtually anyway. Um, you know, even when you, when, I, when you see me, hear me in and out of the, the room. So I appreciate everybody and everybody's prayers and well wishes. So, th and thank you for coming to make this convention awesome. Thank you. Okay, 2023 budget presentation by <laughs> Sue Swab. Yeah. 2023 budget. Um, the convention income I budgeted uh, for registration and door prize raffle income $3,400. I did not budget anything for virtual auction yet. I think we'll just call that fun money when we actually get it. <laughs> Investments, um, as our uh, advisor said, I budgeted $16,250, kind of looking at tax-exempt interest that we also earned. That's part of that. Um, fundraising income, this includes our, our vehicle donation, um, I did put no minute. I did put auction income in under fundraising. I moved it out of convention, and that is because we did decide to move our auction 
out of convention. We're not going to do that this year. We will make it at a later time. Um, so fundraising income is $9,000. Uh, the rest of our income is um, angel wall donations, general membership and general donation, plus the carryover of our convention support income uh, that we voted on to designate for the next two years here. Um, so I carried over $10,000 of that. Total income is $41,550. The expense side of that, uh, we have board operating expenses, which includes our president's travel, our board travel and board insurance, that is $8,330. Program expenses, which is our convention for the most part, $7,500. Um, then uh, other program expenses is um, ACB legislative uh, meeting support, Oregon legislative activity, our Oregon scholarship to national, uh, grants and allocations <laughs> that we do, blind skills support, oral health support, add that into our convention and our total is 19,500 uh, member support includes that $10,000 for our transportation and lodging support to our convention, uh, plus copy and printing of the stylus, web page expense, postage and mailing, and angel hall, angel wall uh, for our national of $500. Um, so a total member support is $11,945. The remaining amount is our general operating, which is um, our year-end compilation and tax report, uh, equipment repairs and warranty on our, our uh, large braille printer that we own, our corporate filing fees, uh, some office expenses and bank and merchant fee charges. Total uh, general operating net is $1,775. That is then balances our budget. The total expense $41,550 matches the income I budgeted. So we are in balance. Thank you. Yes. Uh, donations to AC, ACB Media. And I'm not sure who was. Yes. Good. Don't we have to report after the We have a microphone coming. Don't we have to the board have to accept uh, the uh, the budget? Yes, you have to vote on it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yep, you're right. So Sorry. I make a motion that we accept, the budget has presented. You second it. I will second it. Michael, Yep. The motion is to accept it. Accept the budget as presented and recommend we and present it to the to the membership on Sunday with a Motion has been made and seconded to accept the budget as presented and presented to the membership uh, with a due pass at Sunday business meeting. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Motion's carried. Now, donations to ACB Media. Is that you, Cassie? Or who? It doesn't say on the agenda. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's um the same thing that we did. Oh, I need the microphone. We did this last year. Yeah. Michael. Last year, it's just yeah. If you want to talk, yeah. Uh, give me a second. Services there, 
Mr. Vice President, one moment. Carrie has a comment. You're live, Carrie. Okay. Yeah, Leonard, that is our typical. I think we donated um, because ACB Media helps with our, our Zoom and our streaming. And I'm not sure what we, I think, did we donate 250 last year, Sue? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, gosh. I don't remember either. I think it was 300. I think it was 300. Yes. It was an even number. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll make a motion that we donate $300 to ACB Media. I second it. A motion made and seconded to donate $300 to ACB Media. Any discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion's carried. ACB National Holiday Auction Donation. This is the same type thing. I don't think we have donated to them before, have we? Holiday, Holiday auction we, we did a, uh, donation. How much did we? We, uh, we didn't give them money. We actually sent a uh, uh, cranberry sweets gift uh, pack, I believe, for their auction. Am I live? You will be in about 10 seconds. I'm going to get a longer cable so I don't have to keep going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Live, Carrie. All right. Uh, and this is uh, Leslie Spoon reached out to me to, to request we donate. They like donations in the amount of about a hundred dollars and, you know, gift certificates, boxes, whatever. Um, but they do have the holiday auction. And then the other auction that we did donate to last year was the national auction that's in the, with the, with the national convention in July. So this was an added on request for the holiday auction. Are you looking for a motion? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a motion we donate $100. Here I come, Jane. I think a motion we donate $100 to the, to the, uh, when will they carry the holiday auction? Holiday auction. Okay. Motion has been made and seconded to donate $100 to the holiday auction. Are, are they really after uh, money or items? They're, they're after items. And so we could put that as a Visa gift card, an Amazon gift card. We could use it as a, a gift card or we could look for items. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And who's going to be in charge of that? I think it should be the treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> I think the trigger has been voluntold. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. All right. Any other business to come? Hey, did did we vote on that, yes. Leonard? Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yep. Anxious to move on. <laughs> okay. All in favor? Say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passed. Any other business anyone has uh, from the board uh, for us to look at? 
This is Mona. Uh, Carrie had wanted to add on the agenda or had to, to add new business about a uh, calendar fundraiser. I don't know if she has info on that or not. I didn't know. You're still live, Carrie, if you have any comments. Sorry, I wasn't able to hear what they were asking. Uh, Cassie said you had a comment or you had a, a item on the agenda about a calendar fundraiser. Oh. New business. It, is it on there, Leonard? It, okay. It's under new. We had it under new business, yeah, because it just came in. You can go ahead and do it though now. Okay, I was um, when I was at National Auction. There's a, a gentleman that sells these large print calendars, and I was going to bring it, and I apologize, it did not make it into my bag to to show people. And what he um, mentioned is if we if we had a spot on our website where people could go to support this is a a blind business owner um he's one of the iv uh business owners you know in the iv group nationally which is the entrepreneurs visually impaired entrepreneur group and he sells these large print calendars they're kind of similar to what the talking book library sends out but they actually are spiral so they actually go into a bag and things like that and he said that a lot of places, if we put a link on our website where people could go and order it, then he would donate. We would get like, I think he said 10 or 15% would go to ACB of Oregon as a fundraiser. So it would be a pretty easy fundraiser if we wanted to support that. And I apologize for not bringing the sample with me. Since the new year's coming up, it's probably something we want to do soon if, if we're interested in. So do we need a committee report uh, appointed to take care of that, Carrie? Yeah, I think we have a, a fundraising committee that just hasn't been real active. So, so Michael, would that be easy enough to do like a page on our website and then maybe we can find other places that offer fundraising opportunities for us also? Yeah, it wouldn't be difficult to do. We definitely can add that to the webpage. Okay. So, so I can reach out to him and get more information and forward it to the board um, so that you can see what it is, but it is definitely something that we'd want to enact pretty soon because like Leonard said, the new year coming up. So our fundraising uh, group committee should, we, we can address this there and, and uh, go forward with it from there. Yeah. I don't know if we need any uh, motions for the board to move to, uh, if we're going to need a vote to go ahead and approve to, to start this type of fundraising up. Do, do we have a motion from anybody? At, at this? I'll make a motion that we move forward with the calendar fundraising. Do I hear a second? Okay. Motion's been made and second to uh, go ahead with the calendar fundraising. Any further discussion? Yes, yes, there is. Go ahead, James. I'm not sure what this, what this. Uh, this uh, uh, event or this uh, 
fundraising project is for this board to sell calendars to society people? It, it is actually their low vision calendars. So if, um, if somebody is looking for a low vision calendar for somebody with a visual impairment, I mean, sighted people can definitely use them too, but they're kind of like those big print calendars the talking book sends out, but they actually have planner pages and they're all large print. Oops. Hold on. We lost you, Carrie. Hold on one sec. You came out of the wall. <laughs> You're back. Yay. I, I showed back up out of the wall. Um, <laughs> it, they're actually low vision, large print calendars. So they're more geared for people with low vision. So, you know, like I know sometimes I've gotten calls from people saying, hey, you know, I need a large print calendar, a large print appointment book that I can use. And most of the time I refer them to Amazon anymore unless they get the ones through the talking book library. So it's a it's an option for somebody. Um, I've had a, you know, a friend that doesn't get the talking book ones anymore. And last year I actually went on Amazon and ordered one for her. So they're very nice. They, they're spiral bound. So they, you know, like eight and a half by 11 spiral bound, I think about half an inch thick maybe, but it's good contrast, you know, very usable for somebody with low vision. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not opposed to fundraising at, at all, any kind of fundraising. People actually use a paper calendar anymore with, with our cell phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there are people that want um, that paper calendar. And it's a real easy fundraiser because what we do is we'd set it up on our on our website. And then if somebody goes there and orders it, he's sending us a check. So <laughs> is there any initial cost you ask to no. Okay. No initial cost to us. And, and, you know, they just go, you know, find it from our website and order them from him. And so we don't have to ship them out or anything. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Did we vote on that? No. Okay. We need to, to vote on, on that now. Is there any more discussion? All in favor, say aye. 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 Mr. Vice President, before yeah. Carrie commented, uh, Mona had requested the floor too, just so you know. Uh, okay, Mona. Yeah, this is quick, and I don't know exactly where I should put this out. Uh, one of our members of the Rogue Valley Group is the executive director of the Oregon Commission on Disabilities, and he is uh, he's totally blind. And he is asking that we ask our membership, uh, people take this back to your groups, uh, if there's anything that, that people think should be coming up before the Oregon Disabilities Commission uh, concerning blind problems, uh, if you will send that to me, I will forward it to him, or I can get his name up and send it out however you would like. Uh, he just, there's not enough input uh, from the blind community to the disabilities commission. And he's trying to rectify that. Mona, this is Carrie. And I, I would suggest if we got something typed up, we could send it out on our um, email list to everybody. I think that would be a great way to uh, 
you know, get people in contact with them. And if you you could also plan to mention that on Sunday at our membership meeting, that would be great. I may not be able to make it to the meeting on Sunday. It's going to, it's going to be a tight timing thing for me, Uh, but I definitely will get an email uh, to you or uh, who that can be sent out. Yeah. Cassie to me and Cassie. Okay. Great. I can do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Is there any other, any other video you brought up? Okay, we'll have guest comments now. Anyone that's guessed it? Want to? This is Darian. Um, I think there's some confusion about the OAABL November meeting, and I wrote the minutes. So in our um, September call, we, um, we did talk about how to be safe during after hours and extended hours of darkness. And the October meeting is about technology and what do you do when you're frustrated and you can't use it and you feel left out of the community and um, and want to throw your phone across the room. <laughs> and um, the, the November meeting is a follow-up to that. And... There was discussion at the meeting about having more talk about extended hours of darkness, and that would be a future meeting like January or February. And also, um, large print calendars are great for large print users, but I won't be buying one because I read Braille. Any other comments? We have an attendee, Doug Poots, with his hand up. Okay, one moment. I think we have an in-person, then we'll go ahead and take Doug. uh, Okay. Uh, This is Diane. I just wanted to announce that we are selling candy bars back here. Uh, Almond milk, dark caramel wafer, crispy rice, and pepperoni sticks. Get hungry, come back here at the first table right by the door. And everything's a dog. It's good. Just a buck. <laughs> and one moment while I get Zoom back onto the house. All right. If Doug is ready, then we can uh, go ahead for Zoom. Doug, you can talk. Yes. Uh, this is Doug Pitts from South Dakota. And I wanted to. Uh, First of all, I guess, make sure to get my name put on the uh, attendance list for uh, attending the board meeting. Sorry, it took me a little bit to get in. Um, basically, I just want to say hello to all of my friends and, and people from the uh, ACB of Oregon um, con- that are there uh, and joining virtually. I wish um, everyone uh, well. And uh, I look forward to uh, joining you through the weekend. Thank you. Uh, thank you for attending. Okay. Let's see. We, have, we have a comment down the table. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that is 
And uh, Sue Swab needs to make an announcement here. <laughs> yep. Delegated to me. Um, so I just wanted to remind everybody that tonight we have a nice social plan for you. We are bringing in pizza at six o'clock and the bar will be open, Ash Bar at that point. Um, and we have uh, several members who are excited to be jamming together with music. And we brought words to songs. We um, we invite you to bring your voices, to bring your tapping feet, to dance if you <laughs> um, And anybody who plays any kind of instrument, please join us. We want to um, make this a an ongoing fun social thing that I think they could um, develop into some really really great. So don't forget six o'clock for pizza and stay for music and the bar. <laughs> yeah, let's don't forget the bar. <laughs> Priorities. Don't go there first, all right? Any other business? Any other guest comments? There's a couple in the back that run the microphone back. In, in this convention happens in this room. This is the only room you need to know about, except for when there are breakdowns. And I don't know about that. I know I'm nervous as hell about tomorrow. I don't want to anything, but I, I didn't contact the press. I tried to call news stations, and they are owned by national corporations, one of which is located in London, and that's just where I drew the line. Um, but what I was going to um, say is, where is the pizza coming from? Pizza parlor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Desiree's decision on how far she wants to drive to go pick it up. <laughs> Desiree driving? We won't get no, any pizza <laughs> That'd be like me, right? <laughs> She's in charge of picking the pizza location. Oh. Okay. And hopefully we will have multiple choices of toppings. Uh, right, and we're going to eat it right here. Right here. <laughs> At six o'clock. Hope there's nothing else. Uh, no other comments. I'll adjourn this meeting. <laughs>